Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Dale here. Thanks for listening and downloading our show. Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! With me, I think, uh, for the eighth time in a row, maybe, I think, eight, uh, eight in a row, John Chapman. John, I need to talk to you. <laughs> you motorboat son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Yeah, you guys put me to work. Um... But uh, I like it. This is uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I love football, but uh, training camp and preseasons might be one of my favorite times of the year. Oh. Um, like you get to see the depth of all the teams and get into all like guys that were drafted and depth chart stuff. I am wigging out right now. I'm loving this. Yeah, nice. Um, we are going to get into some wide receiver talk today, guys. Uh, we are going through our rankings. At least John and I. We'll be going through each of our rankings, maybe where we're different opinion a little bit. Maybe some of the, you know, our rankings are kind of similar, especially in the top 10 or so. But there's a lot of uh, question mark guys, Calvin Ridley, those kind of guys, Tyler Boyd that we'll talk about, of course, AJ Green. And we'll get into some news and all that stuff. Uh, A couple things I do want to talk. We do have a little bit of housekeeping to deal with today. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Housekeeping, you want me to jerk you off? Yeah, the draft kit is, it's a behemoth. I I don't know how else to put it. Um, So many articles, audio. um, I mean, we've got everything that you need on there for your draft season. And so if you haven't drafted yet or if you have drafted already, that's okay. Uh, We have stuff for you throughout the entirety of the NFL season. And it gets as in-depth as breaking down offensive lines, uh, pressures given up by each offensive line last year, additions. I mean, literally everything you need to know. It's 20 bucks for the whole year, plus you get a bunch of other added benefits. All you do, head over to eatsleepfantasy.com, click subscribe, and then go for the platinum uh, package which is 20 bucks and you're golden yep so we have all the rankings all on the site all in one place pdfs you can uh, web view you could do download the excel sheet that we made with our rankings on it that you can edit for your draft if you don't necessarily agree with everything that we're ranking you can move around those rankings in excel you can republish it like you know on social media and show your friends um your uh, your ranks i have auction draft guide uh, all the player profiles, best ball guide, breakouts and busts, offensive line rankings, like John mentioned. Everything has a PDF to it, and uh, we are constantly uploading MP3s. So if you don't like reading or if you don't know how to read, uh, like <laughs> Frank Gore, um, you can. Hey. You you don't like when I say Frank Gore can't read. I remember this. I... He scored a five on the Wonderlick. I get it. He he not smart. <laughs> But he can read a playbook, and he's a hell of a person. He, so, okay, uh, okay, you okay. know. I forgot because he was a 49 Miami's finest. Yeah, I know. 
Um, so anyways. Also, hold on. Right. This is the first time you've ever plugged a draft kit without saying edible rankings. Yes. I've been working on it in my off time. Uh, <laughs> doing exercises before we record. Editable. 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 So all this stuff plus MP3s to go along with everything so you can listen to your car. It's all downloadable directly from the site. Check it out, guys. It's awesome. We put a lot of uh, effort into it, and especially our contributors are a big part of this, and uh, including John. I don't think I've done really anything but, you know, format some stuff. So John, Armando's on here, JJ, Clayton's a big part in it, a couple other guys. So check it out, eatsleepfantasy.com. It's a website. It's a website. All right, John, let's, uh, let's get into some news. I know you have a little bit of news you want to talk about, and then we're going to get into the wide receiver rankings. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, as soon as training camp starts, that's when injuries happen. And we became aware of a few injuries over the past two days that we had no clue about beforehand. Namely, Derrick Henry um, shows up to the very first training camp practice with a walking boot on. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Head coach Mike Rabel was pressed yesterday, like, hey, well, like, what's the timetable? What happened here? Nobody knows anything. And he was just super vague. So it's pretty much <laughs> guess your poison because we don't really have a solid report on when the surgery took place or how long he's going to be out. But what does this do for you and Derrick Henry? I'm not quite worried yet. I might bump down in my redraft rankings a little bit heading closer to the, you know, to the draft season. I'm not I'm not really worried. Look, Derrick Henry was one of six guys with 10-plus touchdowns last year on the offense that was just arguably one of the worst offenses in the league. Would you agree? Yeah, it, it was a bad offense, but the volume That's was always there. Exactly, and I think if he is if he's even remotely ready to go, if there's even an inkling that he's going to be ready to go by week one, I'm still drafting him like I was. I mean, he had over 200, 200 attempts last year, over 1,000 yards and over 10 touchdowns. I, I don't see where that's going to not be a problem for him to get this year. No, I, I like that. Uh, next piece of news, DK Metcalf is already participating in two wide receiver sets with the starting group for the Seahawks. Interesting. Kind of what we expected, but does this make you want to bump him up a little bit more? This kind of uh, all this kind of preseason talk, right? It gets to you because uh, you overanalyze it, um, and then you bump them up a little bit, and then there's a hype piece that comes out on them. Some beat reporter is going to say something in a couple weeks, and you're going to bump them up another, and then before you know it, you have them ranked way too high, and uh, people are hating your advice. So stuff like this, I don't read too much into, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I I I'll keep an eye on it, and I'll keep watching it. And when it gets closer to draft season in a couple weeks, then we really start messing with his rankings. But I'm not going to bump him up yet. All right, next piece of news, man. AJ Green has been dominating most of our news and notes conversation because he got hurt. Then it looked super bad. Then it looked not so bad. Now it's back to kind of bad. Mm -hmm. So there is some ligament damage, and they're saying a six to eight week time frame, which would put him coming back at the earliest week three of the regular season so it's looking like he's going to for sure miss some game time and this impacts not only him but tyler boyd a lot of people think this benefits tyler boyd but if you look at the splits last year tyler boyd with aj green and without he scored more fantasy points with aj green than he did without so uh, i would like to caution listeners to 
pump the brakes a little bit. Don't shoot Tyler Boyd up your rankings. It's okay if you value him more just because of volume, but um, this isn't necessarily good news for either one of them. Right? Yeah. No, that's a good insight with the splits there. I mean, you can look at that the same way with, uh, like, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown last year. Um, you know, looking at what Juju did with Brown on the field, and he's not going to be on the field this year, so. I like I it. Know. I like it. Also, uh, just quickly, Todd Gurley is already practicing. He is going to be on what they call a veteran plan to limit his workload in the preseason. But for all those doomsday Todd Gurley people that think, you know, he, he may never play again or anything like that, he is already practicing. So that is great, great news. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. Happiness. Um, also, surprising news today, a uh, little, little deeper leagues, Cameron Meredith, wide receiver for the Saints, was released surprisingly. Some people thought he could win that number two or three job. Um, looks like he is out. <laughs> so curious to see if he lands somewhere else. But uh, the fact that the Saints are cutting uh, who a lot of people considered a starting tight end, or starting wide receiver without Michael Thomas you know, holding out, uh, quite interesting. Yeah. In, anything here? You know, it, it makes you wonder, uh, you know, the Saints obviously have big plans for Michael Thomas and they will, you know, give him that, uh, give him the money that he wants. But it is pretty interesting that they're kind of jumping the gun here and just assuming, right? Um, unless Cameron Meredith really is not uh, not showing what the Saints need. What are you, What's your take? I don't know. That's It's pretty weird. I mean, so what, it's going to be uh, Ted Ginn, right? Yeah, Ted Ginn seems to be locked in as a starter. And then after that, Austin Carr maybe in the slot, Keith Kirkwood, Kirkwood. or Traquan sure. Smith at the other one, sure. like yeah. fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah. There's just a bunch of guys there. I do think the Michael Thomas deal will get done shortly, but it, it does. It's part of it. Uh, you got you got to factor this into the equation. Sure. So, uh, a couple more pieces of news: um, Lamar Jackson, head coach John Harbaugh said, "Look for him to go over." Cam Newton's career high, 139 rushing attempts on a season. They are going to run the ball, and they are going to feature Lamar Jackson, which we knew that he was going to be the focal point, but saying that he could break Cam Newton's record for most rushing attempts by a quarterback, this is scary. Yeah, I mean, why not? Lamar Miller, he's on a rookie contract, and uh, <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> like, run him into the ground. I mean, the, the dude's so small. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, my question is, uh, what does this do for Mark Ingram owners? I, I, the strong running quarterback could mean good things for, for a running back, right? Yes. Big time, big time. Uh, the, the scheme of it is in that zone read, uh, kind of handoff thing is it freezes one of the linebackers that's going to be assigned on the quarterback instead of two linebackers keen on the running back. So it allows for that bigger play break to happen because he doesn't have to break as many tackles. Sure. So it correlates for sure. But I, I love Mark Ingram. I don't think there's any way. If he, if he's going to get 140 rushes, Lamar Jackson is not going to finish the season. There's just no way. No. I mean, he had 147 attempts last year in 15 games um, that he played last year. So, man, that's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot. All right, moving on. Theo Riddick, the longtime third down running back in Detroit, was cut. Um, man. Yeah, he's on the free agent market right now. You know what this means? What's this mean? Theo Riddick is going to fuck 
somebody up. <laughs> like yep. he he's going to go to a team that looks okay on paper for fantasy wise with a strong running back one or maybe like a mediocre running back one, right? He's going to go to this team and have everybody question everything about with fantasy. He is going to he, he is going to royally fuck some backs back backfield up. Yep, the two teams he has visited so far are the Broncos and the Saints. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, <laughs> that's exactly gosh, what we want to hear, right? Uh, you we, are praying he doesn't go to your team. <laughs> Either one of those. I mean, it just it, not only you know. Okay, we know Kamara. Is it Kamara or Kamara? We got an email about this. So here's here's where it gets weird. Um, back in draft coverage, whenever he was being drafted, this was a huge debate. They asked his mom, and his mom said Kamara. Then they asked him, and he said Kamara. Nice. So I don't think there's a wrong okay. answer. All right, good. So anyways, uh, you know, they have him, which we all know, but then Latavius Murray, we're hoping would take, a, you know, somewhat of a bigger role similar to a Mark Ingram maybe. Um, but if they get somebody like Theo Riddick, then this just screws everything up. Same thing with Denver. So um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and who, who Theo Riddick screws first. Yeah, that's that's how you do it. Two more pieces of information. Damian Williams, the expected starter at running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, had a hamstring issue and did not practice today. He is being held out with a soft tissue hamstring injury. Is this is it too early to get excited about Carlos Hyde? Uh, listen, uh, really quick before we get into Carlos Hyde, uh, I want to throw out this, this disclaimer. I was high on Damian Williams because obviously the opportunity is – unbelievable in especially in this offense Damian Williams in himself is not the the most talented running back definitely the the talent does not match his uh potential right uh, we know that for sure but anybody on Twitter Facebook and podcast whatever anybody is saying if if anybody is saying anything that they told you to stay away from Damian Williams um go fuck yourself yep because I, when somebody gets injured, and I think you wrote something like on this on uh, Twitter, John, somebody gets injured, you do not have the authority to say, I told you not to draft them. You just, yeah, uh, not based off injury. I get opportunity, free agency, I get all that stuff. But when you're talking about injury, especially uh, somebody like Damian Williams, you just can't, in, unless you're saying don't draft him, well, even if you say you think he's going to get hurt, it doesn't matter. Like, you cannot predict injury. It, this is this is ridiculous. I hate when I there's so many people on Twitter saying, "I told you he wasn't gonna be that good this year. I told you not to draft." It's like, oh man, that just bothers bothers me. Sorry. Yeah, that's an immediate unfollow for sure. Yeah, like we are no longer Twitter compatriots. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a word. Nah. Um, all right. So next one, last piece of information: Jamison Crowder left practice this morning. This literally just happened about ten minutes ago with a lower leg or ankle injury. I'm not sure the severity of this, but definitely not good. Nope, not good at all. So what does this mean for his counterpart? Yeah, I, I think you know if we're looking at the New York Jets who this is going to help out the most is uh, Quincy Inunua. I think he would slide into that slot role full-time. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of rolling those three guys out there. Jamison Crowder and Robbie Anderson will be out there in two wide receiver sets, I believe. Quincy Inunua will join them in three wide receiver sets. But if for some reason Inunua is out, uh, look for last year to repeat itself. You know, with Robbie Anderson and Inunua 
just out there getting all the targets, I think that's kind of what would happen there. They need Jamison Crowder because there is nothing <laughs> behind those three guys. Like it's just a it's a void. Yep. Yep. So very interesting. You got anything else on uh, some news? That's it. That's all the news notes for today. Um, I will keep my uh, Roto World refreshed during the episode because I know I think man probably over half the NFL is practicing as we speak. So if something else pops up, I'll break and news that bad boy. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Sounds good. I know this is kind of bad to say, and maybe I shouldn't say it. Say it. So uh, it makes me a bad person actually, but how about a fantasy game where you pick players who you think are going to be injured before the season, like a Deadpool kind of thing. Ooh. And so everybody, you know, you do like a draft, a like 15-round draft, and you just pick players that you think are going to go down. And depending on... Oh, if they get injured, it's good for yeah, your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want your whole team to be injured. So, okay, let's play this game, and we're going to do this. Who are kind of the top picks that come to mind in the first round? A.J. Green's got to be up there. Sure. Yeah, A.J. Green, definitely. I, I know Dalvin Cook is going to be a high pick probably, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, Devonta Freeman. Sorry. I mean, if he gets concussed, and uh, Tyler Eifert would be my one. Oh, yeah, Tyler Eifert's good. Tyler Eifert, good. It's good. Now we're not rooting on these people. No, 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 no. That, that's what I'm saying. It we're makes just... me a bad person even talking about this. Uh, you're you're a good person, Dale. I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever told you that, but you're a good guy. Uh, Lashawn McCoy. Oh man, he's uh, he's getting injured. The worst thing, like, you know, LaShawn McCoy days are pretty much over for fantasy, hashtag Armando. But, um, like, when he was great, he was hurt three to four times a yeah, game. Yeah. He'd limp off like he was dying, be so dramatic, and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's back out there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what the hell, yeah. man? Why are you doing this to me? Yep. Yep. Uh, by the way, I know uh, we're kind of jumping the gun here. Uh, do you Did you hear the news on TJ Yeldon? That no, he, what's up? Uh, that he may beat reporters, or there is. Uh, I wish I could source this because I don't remember because I just read it kind of on the on the fly. But there is a beat reporter saying that T.J. Yeldon might not make, uh, not might not make the cut. So here's the deal. There's four guys there right now, right? Devin Singletary probably is the safest because I spent all the high draft pick on him. Sure. Then you have LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, and TJ Yeldon. They're not keeping all four. Um, a big reason why they're not keeping all four is because none of them participate in special teams. So um, Singletary's the only one that's safe. And then after that, um, my guess is Buffalo's mindset is we're going to keep all four through training camp. And if another prominent running back goes down in the NFL, we might be able to move one of these guys for some draft pick compensation. Gotcha. Um, my guess is right now, I think LaShawn McCoy would be the guy that would be cut right now Interesting. just because of price. And it seems like, you know, TJ Yeldon can do that third down roll. And I think that Frank Gore is just a super cheap short yardage back. Um, but McCoy, if McCoy starts losing snaps, do you think he's going to sit on the sideline and just be cool with that? No, 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 no. Frank Gore would be cool with that. Yeah. TJ Yeldon would be cool with that. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, not so much. Yep. I agree. All right. Uh, so, oh, by the way, if you guys, Devin Singletary, uh, rookie running back, 
Steve and JJ had really good insights. Actually, I'm going to put a clip at the end of this episode uh, from the DFS and Dynasty podcast. Look it up on iTunes. It's a good, uh, I'll, I'll plug it in a couple minutes, but um, towards the end of the episode, I'm going to go ahead and put this clip that they're talking about Devin Singletary. Uh, good insight. There's a couple different clips I'll kind of splice together for you and put at the end of the episode if you guys want to know more about Devin Singletary. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, sorry to get us off track a little bit. Let's, uh, let's get into wide receivers, man. All right. I like getting off track sometimes. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that. My wife is on a train right now. Uh-oh. That's not good. Is she really on a train? You just said she is. She is on a train from California to New Mexico for some crazy-ass reason. Oh, wow. Um, all kinds of train jokes I can make right now. I'll refrain. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, uh, John and I updated our rankings today. You can get that on eatsleepfantasy.com slash rankings. To get our rankings, it's completely free. It's not part of the draft kit, but if you want more customizable and editable uh, stuff, you can get the platinum. So, anyways, uh, the rankings, wide receiver rankings, you can basically format them however you want overall or by position. We're looking at the position of wide receiver today. Um, I don't know how much time we we really want to spend on the top 10. I mean, we have Hopkins items. Um, you know, Michael Thomas, all those guys, kind of interchangeable, move them up or down a couple spots. I'm not going to kill anybody um, for, you know, making the case Sodell Beckham over Julio Jones or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but we can kind of move on from that, right? Yeah, I, I think the most important thing there is drafts are supposed to be fun. And when you're picking between somebody like Julio Jones and Odell Beckham or Michael Thomas, Draft somebody you want to cheer for. If you are completely stuck and you can't tell the difference at the top end, draft somebody you want to root for. And it makes a big, big difference during the season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for instance, you have Tyreek Hill. Tie you have Tyreek Hill yeah. at four. So I'm assuming that you really want, you're, you're really rooting for Tyreek Hill. That's cool. No, I have him at six <laughs> in my updated rankings, my friend. Um, but uh, you got to have him up there. Having no, said I know, that, I, get, I will not have him in any of my leagues. Probably not. It's just not going to happen. Okay. All right. Okay, let's uh, go down. Interestingly enough, with the recent news, both of us have A.J. Green at 13. I uh, I don't I don't disagree with that because that's my exact ranking. Let's just even with the injury, sure. if he misses one or two games, it hurts him long term for sure. But um, he still has you know top five potential. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go down here. Some maybe you know things that people want to hear a little bit about. Let's talk. I think this is good just to compare these two: Brandon Cooks versus DJ Moore. All right. So Brandon Cooks is interesting. Because he is a lock for a thousand yards and probably six touchdowns. Like that's just who he is. However, and I think a lot of people don't really talk about this very often, there is a huge cap on his ceiling in that offense. Because there are three prominent weapons just in the receiving group alone. That's not even mentioning all the passes to the running back. So uh, I think that Brandon Cooks is one of those guys that cannot be a top five wide receiver under any situation i just don't think that he can ever get to that point now he's a very safe wide receiver too maybe even bottom in wide receiver one but as far as that elite like guy he can never do that i traded brandon cooks yesterday as a matter of fact um 
in a dynasty league, I swapped him for Robert Woods and Rashard Penny just because, like, like I just downgraded. I prefer Robert Woods. Actually, I think he's a little bit safer week to week, um, but I just wanted an upgrade as a backup running back, so I did that swap. Now, DJ Moore, that is a little bit different because there's not a lot of wide receiving options on that offense. You do have Christian McCaffrey. Um, Greg Olson's a little bit older. We're not sure how that's going to work out with all the injuries and all those things. But DJ Moore, I think, has more upside. But his quarterback is not very accurate. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a risk versus reward. It is much safer to draft Brandon Cooks. If you are swinging for the fences and you want the most upside, I think DJ Moore has more of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he definitely has upside here. I, I mean, every time I talk about talk about DJ Moore, I just go right back to Curtis Samuel and compare those two guys. Is in your head, give me a percentage, a number. How what are the chances Curtis Samuel will be could be the wide receiver one in this offense? Give me a, just a number percentage-wise. 20%. Really? That was a little bit higher. Yeah. Um I was thinking maybe 35 or 40 percent. I I just just looking at DJ Moore's production in the last part of the year, say the last six weeks, it wasn't crazy. I mean, he did have a big game, seven receptions over 150 yards and touchdown. But after that, I mean, he even had eight targets one game with 44 yards. You know, he had another eight target game with 67 yards. Um, not really capitalizing again. I know his quarterback isn't the most accurate. But just in this offense, I think a speedy guy like Curtis Samuel might be able to do a little bit more damage. But I guess time will tell. Yeah. If you're looking at where they're getting drafted, then yeah, I'm 100% with you. You know, I'd much rather have Curtis Samuel where he is going than, you know, Curtis Samuel's going in the 10th round, kind of the 44th wide receiver taken. DJ Moore's going in the fifth round. So you're talking about a guy twice as late, five rounds later that's going to be kind of a DJ more light. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that. Okay. We both have him as a fringe RB two, uh, almost out of the, I mean, I'm sorry, wide receiver two, almost wide receiver three range here. You have him at 23, I've met 24. So, um, right around, I mentioned Brandon cooks, you know, sort of around him and Tyler Lockett and those guys, Cooper cup. My know. thing is I love everybody around DJ more, more than I like DJ more. Uh, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, man, even Calvin Ridley, you know, those type of guys, I, Cooper Cup. I prefer almost all those guys. I, I might need to change my rankings a little bit more because, man, I'd probably take Tyler Boyd over DJ Moore. Yeah, you know, I mean, and that's the difficult thing about rankings because you start looking at, okay, D, you know, in your head you're thinking DJ Moore should be in that low wide receiver two range, right? But then you start looking at some other guys and you're like, Man, I like Calvin Ridley more. I like Chris Godwin more. I like Todd, uh, Tyler Boyd more. And by the time you start moving these guys up, before you know it, DJ Moore is a wide receiver 30. And you're like, shit, I don't think he's a, you know, he's better than wide receiver 30. But then you're looking at all the guys ahead and you're like, I don't know who to put, you know, behind him. It's so, and that's, that's the issue I have with DJ Moore. And I was, I was really tempted to, just like you said, move him down even more. But I felt 24 was probably the range that was safe for him. 
And it's funny too, you know, Twitter, like I'll post like, Hey, here are my rankings, right? These are my 20 through 30 wide receivers. And somebody will come out and say, Oh my gosh, DJ Moore at 20. You're a dumbass." And so to which I'll respond, which one of the players below him would you move or above him? Would you move, move past and then crickets? Yeah. Like it's easy just to say, well, yeah, DJ Moore is going to finish as a wide receiver too. I think we all predict that. However, that's not what rankings are. Right. We're not predicting where players are going to finish. We, we take into account, um, can this player be a top five guy? Is there more risk involved? What's the quarterback and offense look like? Um, so this is who I would draft in order, not necessarily where they're going to finish. And in this area, this wide receiver two, three range, I want targets and I want safe. Yep. That's just me. I want high risk later in the draft. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good way to explain it there. All right. Uh, how about some other guys here? I want to talk about, and to me, they're kind of of similar. Um, and I really, really like Sam Darnold. I think I've been saying that like every episode now. I think I really want to go on the record saying I like Sam Darnold because I, gosh, I, you know, I I just, I have a good feeling about him. I, we don't, I, I feel like he's just a really good quarterback that with a little bit, um, just a little bit more oomph. I think, you know, I, I'm really tempted to get him in, like, the top 15 range. I know uh, last time I said maybe top ugh. 18. Now I'm thinking, like, top 18. And now I'm thinking about top 15. So uh, I'll, say, I'll say this about Sam Darnold. Anytime he is on TV and they show his face, <laughs> I feel smarter. <laughs> yeah, he got – yes. Yeah, definitely. He's got California dumb face. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a good-looking guy, but – he totally says, "Bruh." Yeah, for sure, I mean? for sure, for sure. And he does. Uh, he does. I love you. Sign a lot to everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Robbie Anderson versus Will Fuller here. We both have. Well, man, hold on. Newsflash: uh, You have Will Fuller ranked a little bit ahead of Robbie Anderson, and I have the opposite. Um, not enough really to argue this, but I would like to bring up the subject of Robbie Anderson versus Will Fuller, if. Will Fuller is healthy. Are you putting Will Fuller in this Deadpool? Yeah, he would be up there for yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, and this is kind of one of the things about Will Fuller that's interesting. You know when you cannot play him. <laughs> that's true. Good point. <laughs> and I respect that. He's not like um, a lot of other guys that will play hurt, whatever. He's in or he's out, and I'm cool with that. I like how the Texans do their injury report. You know where everybody stands. So Will Fuller is going basically one round behind Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's going at the end of the sixth, and Will Fuller's going in the middle of the seventh. Um, but here's the difference for me, and this it kind of goes against what you just said. Who has the better offense? Who has the better quarterback? Um, I think they're very similar players, skill sets, vertical, deep threat, speed guys. But um, when Will Fuller plays, Will Fuller is magic. I like Robbie Anderson, except for when he gets arrested and threatens to, uh, and I quote to the cop, I will find your wife, (laughs) fuck her, and come in her eye, he said to a cop after he was arrested going 105 in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. Maybe I should bump him up because of that. I don't know. (laughs) I just don't know how Um, I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I like both of these guys. Um, talk about huge upside, but uh, I, I do feel like Will Fuller, I like him a little bit more because of the quarterback and because of the offense. Okay. Uh, definitely. Uh, I agree to an extent. I just have to stick to my Sam Darnold guns here and say that Sam Darnold 
could produce uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver one stats for Robbie Anderson. Yes, he could. I feel like you should anytime you do like a Sam Darnold thing, you should say bro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounded so bad. I love it. Uh, a guy that I like to compare both these two, and I think I like D.D. Westbrook a little bit better than Will Fuller. Um, am I crazy? You're not crazy. You know, the camp reports have come out and they've said uh, he hasn't missed one pass in the first four days of training camp, individual team drills, whatever. It's looking like he's going to be the number one. Um, Nick Foles is a good passer. Like, it doesn't even matter if you go back to his Jeff Fisher days. Nick Foles is a good passing quarterback. Um, he's very, very accurate. Mm-hmm. And he has been no matter what he's been with like five teams and he's been very consistent. So somebody's going to be fantasy relevant here. The volume is the only concern I have with Jacksonville. Okay. Because again, they have come out in the past and say, we just want to run the football. Right. That's all we want to do. Now it's going to change a little bit, bringing over Nick Foles, but I don't know. Give me some options here. Give me some other names around DD. Okay. And and let's let's figure out who we like more or less. Uh, Marvin Jones. I think I'm going to take Marvin Jones. Really? Uh, touchdown upside. He, come he's on. a ten. He's a double digit touchdown guy. Look, get get, um, get your head out of the clouds here. Like just look at the rankings and look at think about the names. Think about the offenses. Like don't you're digging into the ground. You're you're so far in this hole that you're not Dale, you're not seeing Dale, the flowers on the you ground. You have. You have Marvin Jones ranked ahead of D.T. Westbrook. Yeah, I'm, I got to ignore that. I'm, I'm changing, I'm changing <laughs> the rankings here. <laughs> but that's why we have these debates, so that we can flesh out these arguments. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I mean, D.D. Westbrook, he was so consistent last year, D.D. Westbrook was. Uh, I'm looking at his stats now. Um, played all 16 games. Uh, how many targets did he have? He had a, let's see, 100, 101 targets on that offense, <laughs> 717 yards and five touchdowns. He can do way better than that. And he still finished yeah, last year as a wide receiver two, wide receiver two-ish. So, okay. Uh, you're taking D.D. Westbrook over Adam Humphreys, right? Yes. Again, going back to it, that's a terrible offense. I don't want anything to do with that unless it's a running back. Sure. All right. What about D.D. Westbrook or Sterling Shepard? Sterling Shepard, big time. Hmm. Okay. Even with his broken thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Miller or D.D. Westbrook? D.D. Westbrook. I, I, I'm going to have to change that one. I, so I need to move D.D. Westbrook up a couple spots. Um, I will struggle between D.D. Westbrook and Curtis Samuel, a guy we talked sure, about earlier. Sure. They're going to be neck and neck. Okay, last one. Would you take Kiki Kuti over D.D. Big time, big time. Really? Again, just based I, off this again, offense, huh? This offense is love the offense. Three. Love the quarterback. Love the target share whenever he played because yeah. Kiki played with those other guys and was still uh, – you know, there was a, a stat put out a while ago. I'm going to butcher this. But in games where Kiki, Will Fuller, and DeAndre Hopkins played in, it was like 31 targets for Hopkins, 19 targets for uh, Kiki, and then like 11 for Fuller. Now, Fuller doesn't need the targets to have fantasy relevance. You get him three targets a game, he's going to have 70 yards. Um, But Kiki is kind of 
the new Jarvis Landry in the NFL. Like, I believe he can be that guy. Hmm. Okay. I mean, looking at last year, I mean, he did – when he got the targets, he cashed in. I mean, his first game that he played was week four. He had 15 targets with 11 receptions and over 100 yards. Um, the other time, his big target game, nine, nine targets, five receptions, 77 yards. So – uh, he likes to play Indianapolis. Both times he played Indianapolis, he had 11 receptions and over 100 yards. So, and they play him twice again this year. Let's do it. Let's do it all over again. Start him. Don't don't forget that stat. Oops. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move down. Uh, anybody in particular you want to talk about, or you want him to keep going? Um, let's talk about John Ross. We have a big disparity between our ranks here. John Ross is do not draftable for me, even with the news that A.J. Green is out. You have him quite a bit higher than me, so convince me otherwise. Again, this I'm looking at if I'm betting on somebody for the season, I will bet John Ross over guys like Antonio Callaway or, mm. you know, even I'm just looking through my rankings here. Even guy, let me see. Traquan Smith, and you 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 have Traquan Smith over John Ross. I just yeah, I'm gonna move it up even higher now because it looks like he's gonna be a starting wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Okay, Ch- John sure. Ross had 21 catches last year in 13 games. Did have seven touchdowns though. Uh, I think he's a playmaker in. I know you don't want to bet on those, you know, one-hit wonders, right? But just looking at the guys around him, I guess Traquan Smith, you know, I don't know if I would move him ahead of Traquan Smith still. Because um, I do think John Ross has a special part in, in the Cincinnati offense. Hmm. What about somebody like David Moore? Yeah, so there, that's where it's going to be like, meh. I'm not a David Moore guy. But you probably don't feel strong enough to argue either way, right? I mean, they're pretty close in your rankings, too. I will not have either on any of my fantasy teams. I'll be honest with you. Zay Jones you have above John Ross. Like, again, talking rankings, like, I just, I can't value Zay Jones over John Ross at this point. I'll bet on John Ross. I don't think John Ross is going to be a, he's not a starter. Like, (laughs) I, I don't know. Maybe the, the new offensive coordinator and head coach can use him differently there, but he's not a football player. He's just not. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It, logically, you're correct. Um, however, when I'm drafting, I don't care. I am not – I'm staying away from this entire group of wide receivers. Sure. I would much rather take a, a, a rookie with upside. Sure, sure, sure. Um, no, I agree. So. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Um I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're arguing basically like Marquise Lee or John Ross. Like, if you're arguing that right. point, plus, uh, we could just move on, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, I'd rather take like Debo Samuel, sure. uh, Andy Isabella, even um, Hakeem Butler, who is basically free and undrafted. Like, I'm going after guys like that. Um, high potent offenses that are going to have a serious starting role, whether even if it's just red zone, like, that's what I would prefer. Right. We don't talk about, and for a right reason, but we don't talk about handcuffing wide receivers, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to draft like that. But if there was <clears throat> a handcuff, it would be Josh Reynolds, right? 
Yeah, uh, last year he dominated. Um, it, and the thing about that offense is, and you can maybe uh, let me do a counterpoint to what I just said. You know, the Rams offense is a three wide receiver set. Any one of those three wide receivers goes down, Josh Reynolds is going to take his spot. Now let's fast forward to the Bengals. Their head coach just came over from uh, the Rams and was with Kyle Shanahan and all that kind of coaching tree. He's trying to implement that exact same thing in um, Cincinnati. So if that is the case, um, I, again, I don't think John Ross can really run all those routes, but there's going to be targets available in that offense. Um, so I, I kind of spoke against myself there, but it's what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, do you value Alan Hearns at all in Miami? I know that's I don't know we I don't know if you guys talked about that news. Um, no, absolutely it's, not. It's not even really um, news to be worth. But does Alan, Alan Hearns is like green eggs and ham to me? What does that mean? I do not value oh. him in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rhyme or in Miami. I do not like him in a tree. Yeah, I do you. not like him when I leave. A, like just do not no. like him in a box. I do not like him in a box. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, all right. Anybody? Oh, okay. Uh, going way back up to our rankings. We similar. You have him at twenty six. I'm at thirty five. Mike Williams. I actually, I thought I was a little high on Mike Williams, but apparently not, um, because I'm actually lowest on him among us four: Armando and Christian. You, Mike Williams. It's is, is he the? Uh, obviously, Keenan Allen's going to be the you know target pig there, whatever you want to call it. Um, but besides that, Mike Williams is a nice outside threat, right? Uh, he only had 66 targets last year, and he scored 10 touchdowns. So that's a touchdown every six to seven targets, which is unbelievable. Sure. Um, you know, what they have there and the way that they do their offense is they have the dink and dunk guys underneath, whether that's, you know, Eckler, Keenan Allen, or even Hunter Henry now. But when they get in that red zone, Make no mistake. And if you watch their game film, the Chargers last year, he's running go routes, post routes, and comeback routes. That's all he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to continue. You know, he lost a lot of snaps to um, Tyrell Williams last year. He was he was behind him uh, in two wide receiver sets. Mike Williams was off the field last year and was injured for part of it, uh, where he would play in the game, but his snaps were down. Not anymore. That guy's going to be out there every single play. There's not much depth behind him. So um, he is his target share is going to go up. It's hard to say that his touchdowns will go up. But if you had to guess, like, you give me a top five list of wide receivers that are going to have double-digit touchdowns, he's going to be pretty damn high on that list. Yeah. And, you know, throwing to him, Phillip Rivers, who is not afraid, like Ben Roethlisberger, is not afraid to who uh, throw an interception. So... You're, you're gonna have Philip Rivers just airing it out to him. I hope. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but what was it two years ago? I mean, he was the rookie um, along with Corey. Was it Corey Davis that came in with him? Am I? Yeah, yeah. Corey Davis, John Ross, and Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people thought Mike Williams was the most talented of the three, right? Right. And uh, I mean, most talented wide receiver in that draft class, if I remember correctly. So. And the funny note. Sorry, little Niners thing here. Trent Taylor, <laughs> rookie for the 49ers, had more catches than all of them put together. 
in when in college That's that rookie year. Oh, oh in the rookie year yeah yeah let's talk about trent taylor for a second i know you're the resident 49ers guy uh talk a little bit about trent taylor and what to expect at him i mean we've been talking about george kittle obviously and then you have dante pettis who is getting a lot of hype this offseason i'm i know you like him and then you go down to somebody like trent taylor who could be should he be draftable at this point He's he's close and getting closer. You know, he took two he took a slant route and an out route for a touchdown yesterday just in training camp. Um, so you know, deal with that what you want want to do. But he came out his rookie year and was a starter every single play in the slot, right? Which is great. He's not going to have that this year. He's going to be a short down uh, yardage third down type of slot guy to get the first down and whatever else. Like even in the goal line, he'll be out there in the slot, but. That's going to be it. He's not going to be considered a quote-unquote starter. Um, you know, the pecking order, the wide receiver pecking order in San Francisco goes Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel, Marquise Goodwin, then Trent Taylor. Um, and there's a rookie, Jalen Hurd, that's fighting for that spot as well. Should, so. should we rank according to that depth chart there? You should, even though in you know it's the first week of practice, training camp. Obviously, uh, the pecking order as of now with how they're getting snaps is Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis are the two wide receivers starting, but uh, Debo Samuel will be the starter when regular season starts in two wide receiver sets. Interesting. Okay, John. I know we talked about the platinum draft kit. Um, if you can guess, and don't look this up, don't you dare. If you can guess within a hundred dollars. How much platinum is per ounce? I'll give you $100. So phrase your question again. Guess the platinum price per ounce within $100, and I'll give you $100. Man, an ounce? Yep. That's not much. Nope. I'm going to say per ounce would be $787. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, how much is it? $873. you are like $90 off. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, that's, and you saw my hands. That's a good you guess. You saw my hands up here. That's a good guess. Video conferencing. <laughs> I was doing my Mr. Burns. Uh, I hate you. Like fingers together. This is Dude, I this teach is John. economics, bitch. Somehow you win those things. I don't know what it is. I don't know what your life somehow works out. And I hate you for it. My wife would disagree. <laughs> She's on a train leaving, so... Oh, don't say that again. Oh, well. Not really. She's not. We're still married. Like we're good. Yeah. She's going to conference. <laughs> At least that's what she tells you. Yeah, maybe she comes back. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, platinum eight hundred and seventy three dollars and one cent per ounce. Where did you find that? Like, why are you looking that up? Um. Well, we're talking about the platinum draft kit, and I'm just telling you how valuable this platinum draft kit is. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you can get the platinum draft kit for twenty dollars, or you can get an ounce for eight hundred and seventy three. You do the math. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm I'm hundred dollars closer to it. So if some <laughs> listeners want to chip in, uh, I I owe you a bunch of money from Dallas still too. So you're gonna get a big check soon. Yeah, that tab's building up, Dale. <sighs> Just to put it on my yeah, exactly. Put it on my tab. I'll get you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, before we do go, I want to talk. Oh, you see what I did there? Go. This is gonna be a good segue. Fantasygo.com. The fact that you said that made it better. <laughs> FantasyGo.com is our partner. You've heard us you've heard us talk about them and the website uh, for uh, several weeks now. 
it is an awesome website. I'm going to highly recommend it. It's basically like the Airbnb and Uber of the fantasy world. You go in, you can either become an analyst or you can get help with your fantasy lineup. They'll help you out. If you need, if you're on a Yahoo league and you could basically sort analysts, look at them through ratings or, uh, by price, you could get people to help you out. Um, very, uh, very easy to use. I, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, as it's getting ready for the draft season, I boil it down to two things. Do you want to make money or do you want to get better at fantasy? Those two options are there for you with fantasy go. You can help other people and they pay you for your help or if you are just completely lost and you want to get better at fantasy football, you're tired of losing and you want to show up your friends or your colleagues, man, it's very easy. Just go there, get the help you need for draft, setting lineups, whatever. It is all there. It is an amazing site that's going to change the way fantasy football works. Yeah, I, I really think that. I mean, I think uh, I think they have a really good thing going. It's And just the ease of use. Uh, I know they still, their startup this is their first year doing it, but just going through the website, I've been a part of the beta testing. Um, it's, it looks awesome. I mean, it's going to work really, really well. Um, one thing that I do want to say, if you have registered to become an analyst, you have to go in and create, you know, like finish out your profile. You got to put all your information in. Uh, the first step was just basically signing up to be an analyst. And now you have to go in the dashboard and, and create everything. So if you did sign up, uh, the dashboard is waiting for you to finish up, but Really cool product. I urge everyone at least just to go check it out. Whether you need help with your lineup, if you're going to be out of town for a couple of weeks and you don't want to think about it, you get an analyst from the site and they'll help you out. Or if you want to make a couple of bucks and you don't want to drive your car around a, a bad neighborhood to make $4 an Uber trip, uh, this is a little more safe and a little bit more fun. So, Have you Ubered, John? I, I, have you, uh, I, once or twice. Once or twice. You actually, I mean, done. I mean, I'm saying like, have you ever been an Uber driver? Oh, no. No, I haven't drove. I, I wouldn't mind it, though. I like to talk to people. Yeah. I think you'd be a good Uber driver. I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment. I don't know either, to be honest with you, but um, I, I think I kind of met it both. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of both. <laughs> um, anyways, so, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, really cool. Check it out. Fantasygo.com. Dude, I think I could say this, Dale. This is the most profitable podcast I've ever been on. I can't wait to get my hundred dollars. Yeah, like I said, put it on my send me an invoice. Send it to my people. <laughs> He's gotta write it off on his taxes. <laughs> um, there is some kind of loophole. I think we can do something like that. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but Oh jeez. Do not listen to this podcast for financial advice. Please, this is a disclaimer. Look, I guarantee the IRS does not listen to us. Call me for any advice and it's totally confidential. I bet you there's one person out there that works for the IRS that listens. Maybe. I don't know. I've said on this podcast I've cheated on my taxes and I've never gotten a letter. So I don't think that's how the IRS works. <laughs> All right. Um, before we go, I know we mentioned Devin Singletary. Let's. Uh, I'm going to play a clip of that basically to end the show. Steve and JJ, really super knowledgeable on the DFS and Dynasty podcast. Uh, look. Them yeah, up. I'll say this real quick. If you are a fantasy nerd and you want to know the ins and outs of fantasy, DFS and Dynasty is probably one of the top information podcasts that's out there. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about football, 
Uh, whether you play DFS or Dynasty or not, it doesn't matter. The amount of information they go over there is just unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I try to get on. I mean, it's the Eat Sleep Fantasy podcast, and it's hard for me to get on because they always need, like, prep and notes and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm too busy. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, they they demand uh, excellence, and I cannot. I do not bring it. Um, so they <laughs> they have not had me on yet. But one day, one day I'm going to have some time to really uh, dig into it with those guys. But um, until then, I'm still waiting on the invite, Steve. Um, just let me go on without researching anything. You know, I'll be good. All right. Uh, so I guess to end the show, let me uh, thank John Chapman, JL at JL underscore Chapman on Twitter. Uh, you can also reach him and all of us at Eat Sleep FF. EatSleepFantasy.com is a website. You can check that out. And uh, I don't know. I guess that's about it. Listen to uh, Steve and JJ talk about Devin Singletary and then get on your merry way. Thanks for listening and downloading. And uh, we will see you guys later. I don't know why I said it like that. I shouldn't. Can I redo that? I'll see you guys later. Is that better? So the next rookie to watch on my list uh, is Devin Singletary up there in Buffalo. Most recent report I saw on LaShawn McCoy is that he could be traded or cut, uh, you know, before preseason. Saw a beat writer from Buffalo leave TJ Yeldon off the the final roster projection, leaving Singletary and old man never going to die Frank Gore on the roster. So He's legendary. <laughs> legendary Frank Gore. So between the two... <laughs> Uh, you know, Singletary is obviously more athletic than the ageless wonder, but it's he could see a lot of touches. And kind of similar to what you were saying in um, Detroit, is Buffalo, you know, they're, they're kind of a defensive-minded team with a guy who likes to run the ball. If he wins that job or, you know, even gets a, gets a piece, I, I think he's going to be good this year but better long-term. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have Singletary on my list too, so we'll just go ahead and knock him out of the way. You know, he's actually a guy that I wasn't super high on uh, through the process of watching uh, film on different players. I had some guys that I was just uber excited about, and uh, Singletary has been growing on me. I mean, I did watch his film. I did look at him, but I kind of look at the conference, his size, all that stuff, but then I took an even, you know, deeper dive into uh, Devin Singletary, and the one thing I love—I love how this guy runs. He's very decisive. He has good vision. Um, he's excellent balance after contact. I mean, he's—he's five eight, like two hundred pounds, or five seven, two hundred. But he's not a big guy, you know. But neither was somebody like, you know, Maurice Jones-Drew. Not that he's saying he's going to be MJD, but you look at some of these smaller scatbacks that have had some that are having success or have had success. I mean, Matt Breed is not a big guy either. We talked about him the other day, and he had a very good year last year. So there's not a lot in the way of Singletary. I mean, if they if they keep McCoy if, and, and or Gore, you know, Yeldon I think should go, even though they signed him, whatever. I don't think they planned on taking a running back. However, maybe Singletary was on their board and was surprised where he landed, and that's why they took him. Who knows? We weren't in the war room. But I think he's going to be the guy there, and, I, and he's grown on me. He's a guy that I did take in some draft, and he's a guy that I'm pissed that I didn't take him in some drafts, and I paid up for him, the fucking John, again, <laughs> to take him in our Dynasty League. Um, 
I, I don't know, man. I, I think this guy's legit. The more and more that I looked at him, I think he's he's going to be something special. And we'll hit on uh, this a little bit when we get into your rookies, but he's on a team with a rushing quarterback. And traditionally, quarterbacks, rushing quarterbacks like him, like Josh Allen, they're going to improve the running back's outlook too. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think that's only going to help. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo. Eat, sleep, fantasy.